going to be talking about liturgies here. Uh, well, first off, welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Nate. And if I sound like I'm out of it, it's because I absolutely am. Uh, I'm mm. joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, my brother in Christ, Joshua Broccolo. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Today we're talking about litter. Jeez. Liturgies. Eh, that was, dude, poorly done, Joshua. Poorly yeah. done. As usual. As usual. Um, you know, I wouldn't hate it if they were good. But it's usually mm-hmm. just the worst wordplay. Just the worst. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Low it's like effort. Garbage. It's like yes. litter just left on the floor. It needs to be picked up. You are offending my sensibilities on purpose at this <laughs> point in time. And I can tell. But I, what I was going to say is that, you know, um, as a bit of a spoiler, kind of is like liturgies are <gasps> like, you know, sort of like these the, like life rhythms that you know, we, mm-hmm. we embrace and it's not just the, the things that we read on Sundays, but it's, it's also like a liturgic, we are called to live liturgically in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And my liturgy must be a very sleepy one because the only habit I have, uh, developed recently is not sleeping. Um, whether mm-hmm. it's, uh, my, uh, teething son who is cutting his molars and, uh, that's, we're just not sleeping in our house very well. So I'm very tired. Gotcha. Which is uh. also kind of silly because we're recording this late at night and uh, I'm already feeling a little loopy. So we're in, we're in for it. We're in for it, folks. Mm. Mm. So mm. it's going to be super. I like it. Super great. <laughs> well, I'm excited for a, a great podcast. I, th- I think we're going to, I think it's going to be great. I I just, I think I'm at my most coherent, like, like we'll see, we'll see because like sometimes I'm tired enough that it like unlocks this like flow state. It's kind of like almost Mm. like having the perfect amount of like the perfect like number of drinks where it just kind of like loosens Mm -hmm. you up just enough to like where you're just like you're operating in this like zone or at least you feel like you're operating in a zone. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you you sort of like, oh, wow, my zone is very different. (laughs) Um, perhaps, perhaps, um, uh, but yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna, man, it's, I, I don't know where to go from there with that, man. Like mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. like, you threw well, off. Actually, I think you, my, my you already man. touched on a little bit of our first form that we always observe, uh, which mm. is how we've been in the past oh, no, no, couple no. of days. No, no, sir. I uh-huh. think that what you really mean to say is that it's, it's been, been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. That's yes. true. That's, that's what you really mean to like, say. Uh, no, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it was not a, a bare naked ladies reference. Um, but I disagree. It does say- I disagree. <laughs> You've you've talked about some of the stuff that's been going on, and particularly the lack of sleep and and why that occurs. Is there anything else that's been been particularly, uh, I don't know, awesome or not uh, dude, so great? This weather over this last week mm-hmm. is like having like a springtime, kind of like a week of springtime in the middle of like frozen garbage, and I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. I'm okay with that. Nice. The only part I'm not okay with is that it's going to get cold and wet again, and I don't like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't like that. Get that second wind. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, here, yeah, we're, we're at mid thirties and we were talking about this just before we started recording, but it is insane to me. This, uh, Texas boy here, uh, th- that 30 mid thirties feels like, yeah, it's chilly, but it's not bad. Like, yeah, it's not, it, it's, it's not even like, it, it doesn't feel freezing cold. It doesn't, it doesn't feel super cold. And you know, now I'm used to seeing, you know, snow banks and stuff like that, which is, which is all, you know, it's all wet now. Uh, cause it's, it's starting to, um, melt. That's the word that I was looking for. It is melting. Um, but it is, it's just insane to me how much I've, but so, and it, I was going to say how much I've acclimated. Okay. Okay. Part of it is just, Hey, I know how to dress for this weather now. Um, versus you never had to back in you're, Texas, you're, but you're dressing for success now. Yes. Right. Exactly. A blazer every day. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. That'd be, that'd be a look, man. (laughs) Yeah. That's not for me. Um, dude, you you know, a hoodie underneath uh the blazer with the blade. Oh man. With an affliction (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yes, exactly. I own a game company, bros. Just got Um, bought out by Microsoft. Listen, anyways, I I know we were just riffing on that, but what I will say is that I was a hoodie and blazer kind of guy, and I okay, I I loved that look. I okay, I felt like I killed it, like I rocked it. Nice, but nice. So but yeah. where did you work that that you wore a blazer? Uh, I just wore. I had a. Well, it wasn't even really a blazer per se. It was uh, a wool suit jacket that I wore like Mm -hmm. a blazer. Sure. Um, I just wore it everywhere. I was like, nice. It was like one of my favorite favorite looks. My wife, uh, I actually, before we started dating, I used to Mm -hmm. wear that. And then. uh, Gotcha. I, I, I stopped wearing it for some reason. But anyways, yeah. Your affliction tea got too many holes in it. I did not have. Uh, <laughs> I I was never the affliction tea kind of guy. Gotcha. Um, okay. I, it was it was a lot more like band shirts and stuff with me. But okay, okay. Um, just enough to cover up your tribal tattoos. Uh, yeah, that sick tribal on my arm that I got lasered <laughs> off. <laughs> so, I mean, it just goes hand in hand with affliction. Anyways, the, that's know, neither here nor there. We've gotten way off topic. Making fun of last tattoos, last but. full episode, it was mustaches. This time, it's affliction mm-hmm. T-shirts. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was a time. It was a time. Yeah, when things like that happen, tap out um, all the UFC. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it there back. No, never. And uh, and the uh, the soul patch. It just like again oh, goes hand in dude, hand. Dude, the the thick leather bracelet thing. Like it's yes. just a strap of leather around your wrist. Oh man. Yeah. I had a watch that had like a wide band and I mm-hmm. stopped to wear I really liked it, but I stopped wearing it because people thought it was just a leather wristband. And I was like, Gotcha. This yeah. will not stand. Like this will like no. Like no. Mm-hmm. If you're going the whole way and like doing the full Viking look, then that's cool. Like awesome, you know. Uh, but Otherwise, yeah, it just it looks like you listen to Creed. That's all. Yeah. Um, so, so we, yeah, I, I don't mean to keep distracting you, but like that that particular <laughs> era of fashion fascinates me. Um, uh huh. 
Uh-huh. So, anyways. Yeah. Um, yes. You were saying. <laughs> With that. Oh, no, I was just talking about the weather, and that's fine. Uh, we can we can move right along. I guess the only thing that I'll bring up is that earlier today, uh, checked out the local library, and that was pretty cool, getting used to that. And I sent you a picture because now the local library, yeah. the Austin libraries didn't have this, which is kind of crazy in the grand scope of things. But our like local library has video games. So that's you know something why? I have to kind of keep my ear to the ground. Do you, do you know mean? why that your Austin libraries did not have it or didn't have it? I don't know. I have because no clue. Because Austin's full of hippies and hipsters and I don't know. I don't have a joke I mean, there. there's a bunch of video I had game, a, I had like a thing where I was going to rip on some stuff and I just like, I dropped the ball. Like my brain stopped <laughs> was working. Was it Bioware who got started there? I think. I think it's Bioware, if I if I recall, and then Bluepoint uh, was in no Austin, Bioware. So. I think is Canadian. Um, okay, Bluepoint is that? from Texas. Um, I think ID Anyways. had the guys okay. from ID. I think might have had a studio in Texas at one point in time. Yeah. Um, there's 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 a number of studios based out of or Texas and Austin. I just yeah. can't remember them. Yeah cool but yeah um well um i i anyways it, it's just a fun little uh a little corner of the library i'm like hey, yeah this might come in handy because the library is also like four blocks from our house which is pretty that's awesome. that's pretty cool hey how are the kids yeah. and sam dealing with the adjustment like i know that this week has been like a little warmer but how is everybody else mm-hmm. like you're out in it so like you're kind of like okay yeah no it, this makes sense like mm-hmm. i can get i can deal with this How's everybody else handling it, though? I, I think it's pretty similar. Uh, like, surprised at how quickly we've kind of acclimated. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how much time this, the kids have been spending outside, but they, I mean, they, they enjoy it. They have mm-hmm. fun with it. So, yeah. Yeah, we're all pretty much at the same place, which is pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool that it's happened so quickly. It just took that one, you know, major shock of a couple... <laughs> You know, just a few, or, or I heard actually that last week, um, cause I was talking to some, some natives, some local natives here. Um, they said that, that at least in Des Moines, the, that it's, they have registered 27 inches of snow so far this month, which is the total amount that they got all of last winter. So it's already, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. We got, um, more snow this year mm-hmm. so far than I think like we did last year in the space of like a couple okay. of days. Like we had, yep, yep, you know, like a foot and change mm-hmm. sort of sitting around at one point in time. Yep. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's what's been going on the past couple of weeks. You mean that's how, but we it's have been other forms. We have other tra- forms we to last observe. Talk. We do have yes. other forms to observe, um, <laughs> specifically um, one of the most important forms. What, uh, but the backlog report. It's time for us to talk about the things that we have been into since the last time we recorded. I guess the backlog. It's the backlog. That's true. We're going to talk about other things. To so many things to report on. All the um, things. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. I am probably not bringing much to the table tonight. 
Um, not that okay. I bring much to the table any night, um, but that's a, <laughs> that's a different uh, <laughs> kind of problem. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm, uh, that's okay. You haven't been sleeping, so, you know, it makes sense. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm... Let's start off with like the things that we've been reading slash listening to. Uh, yeah. What kind of books, podcasts, maybe music have you been into lately here, friend? Mm. Mm. A bunch of man, uh, the, today I was jamming to a bunch of Japanese music. Uh, I've talked about them before. The uh, Higedon, uh, that uh, Taiko no Tatsujin got me into. And man, it's just good stuff. It is good stuff, uh, but I have been reading more, and and that actually kind of rolls into you know our main topic as well. It is definitely because of some of the the thoughts that kind of started with something like digital liturgies um, that that was really kind of convicting that I need to start reading more. Um, so I've been doing a bunch of that lately, and since the last time we talked, so I started up a book um, called Against the Gods by John Curran. Um, and it is a, it, it, so we started studying Exodus at church. Um, the pastor's preaching through Exodus. And uh, so this kind of coincides with it. It is basically looking at a number of different Old Testament um, stories. I'll, I'll say stories. Obviously, we believe them to be true as mm-hmm. historical narrative, um, but viewing them through the lens of a polemic against the neighboring. Um, the neighboring, I was going to say neighboring communities, but that makes it sound like, oh, everyone's happy and we're holding hands together. But no, that basically the, the pagan tri- the nations that surround Israel. And so it compares a lot of the stories um, and contrasts them with yeah. what, how God was, was also say, showing that he was better <laughs> than, than the other myths. Hmm. Looks that- like you've got thoughts. Well, and it just reminds me of how um, in the, the the plagues, when mm-hmm. God yep. struck Egypt with the plagues, each one of those was mm-hmm. actually sort of a rebuke and an overthrow. Like God basically saying like, no, I'm I'm actual God here. And like you right. can have your, your parlor tricks or your magic or your, your sorcery or whatever. But, you know, it's like I'm the one who actually makes it stick. Um, mm-hmm. Which yeah, and how each one of those plagues like specifically targeted a member of the Egyptian pantheon, which I thought was mm-hmm. always interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's stuff. It's it's right up that that same idea, mm-hmm. right up that alley. Um, just using a, a number of different Old Testament stories and kind of showing you how it works as a polemic. So is it um, in so judges? Where like the 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 Ark of the Covenant, like Israel loses the Ark of the Covenant. No. Um, wherever it is where they lose the Ark of the Covenant and mm-hmm. the the pagan nation takes the Ark of the Covenant and they bring it in their God's temple. One of my favorite mm-hmm. it's like one of those stories that I just like love. The God's like yeah. like his head falls off once, so they put it back mm-hmm. on or whatever. And then like it's something happens like it like two or three times. And finally the statue just like tumbles over and breaks. And I was yeah. like, I always love that story. I, I was like, that's, that would be so cool to like, mm-hmm. just be like, you know, up oh, like idle head falls off. And like, mm-hmm. instead of being like, uh, oh, that's a problem. Like, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, let's, let's just like glue it back on there. And, uh, mm-hmm. 
God's like, okay, but uh, what this, what's going to happen is uh, this is going to keep happening. Um, right, right. Yeah, this was not a one-time thing. Like, and yeah. then, yeah. And if I recall correctly, in that same in that same instance, it was like there was a literal pox on the people as well. Like they were getting sick, and and their livestock, I, I believe, was getting sick as well. Yeah, because they, they, and they, I, if they I had recall, to offer up golden tumors. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> Weird, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So no, it's it's been interesting, and it it, it even it highlights to me even just how um, the, I mean, one obviously God is the one who's working these things together, um, but then it, you know it goes into like the story of of Noah and the ark, and how there are a number of different whether it's Mesopotamian or Babylonian or. Um, other myths. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's the other one. Um, uh, it has Utnapishtim in it. That is one of the characters. The Epic of Gilgamesh. There you go. And he goes through a flood in that as well. And uh, in in how there there are a number of different cultures that have their own kind of deluge story. Um, and it, but the what we see in one of the things that, the, that this book brings out that we see in genesis is that one it's like god is sovereignly controlling it like god is the main character in that story and it's like okay yeah i know that because of hermeneutics you know because i know how to read my bible like of course god is always going to be the main character but especially when you contrast it with these other like takes on events um you see, you know, like the, the the pagan gods who war against each other, how they're petty, you know, and and then you look to the scriptures and you see the one true God and he is altogether good and altogether righteous and also altogether loving towards his people. So it's it's really cool to get that contrast because, you know, most pagan gods are just like, you know, humans with more power. Like they're they're actually terrible beings you know (laughs) and uh, and so to see that versus like oh the the one true god who holds all these things simultaneously you know his omnipotence and uh and also his his loving character and also his justice and in and seeing that compared against these other these other gods is really uh interesting and and uh it's it's just fun to see and to be reminded so that I don't take for granted, you know, these aspects of our God that it's like, oh yeah, I know those things. But then you see, you compare it to like, oh, what other peoples have worshiped. Um, and it's like, man, that's, it's so, it's so different. It's so different. So, so it's good. I've been enjoying that quite a bit. And that's what I've been reading lately. What you been into? Um, what you've been reading, listening to podcasts, music, all that stuff. What do you have to all report on that stuff? You know, honestly, like my podcasting stuff um, has been pretty. I started to listen to an episode of uh, the way I heard it with Mike Rowe, and he was interviewing mm-hmm. Mike Easter uh, from the Comfort Crisis. Yeah, uh, Mike has a new book uh, about okay. um, scarcity, um, scarcity okay. brain. And, and, and the thing is like Mike comes at it from a a strictly material, like Michael Easter comes at it from a strictly materialist. I'm curious about the book. I don't know that I'm going to like run out Mm -hmm. and and buy it or listening to it right off the crack. But how part of the problem is that like, and 
and again, they, they use the frameworks of like evolution and, and stuff, but like, right. That is food doesn't just taste good because it tastes good. It actually, those like the, the fats and the, the sugars actually communicate things to our body, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. the high, the high, like there's a reason like we like fatty foods. There's a reason because it's like calorically, mm-hmm. it's like, it kind of signals to our body. Like th- those are high caloric foods. Like if you look at like, that's right. part of where it's like, and the reality is like, we don't live in a scarcity environment anymore. So it's like, in in a way, like the, the problem is like, why are Americans fat? Um, because we, because what would have been a strength in sort of like a culture where you don't have the availability of tons of food. And like, mm-hmm. you just eat like the things you like, you eat fattier foods, you eat, you know, yep. more carbs and starches and sugars and, and stuff like that. Like, because you need that fuel and, mm-hmm. but because we're, you know, and again, it's like, we don't need the extra steak. We don't need, you know, or right. the, yeah. I don't need the bowl of ice cream after every meal. Um, <laughs> and, uh. That was pretty cool as far as like uh, just a podcast to, to listen to. Nice. Um, as far as books, dude, it's digital liturgy. Um, okay. It's like I, cool. I, that's the only thing I've listened to um, recently. I just kind of going back through it and it's just like, uh, it's just, it's my second go through um, on the book. I bought a physical mm-hmm. version of it because I want to like mark it up and stuff. But it's just, I'm I'm really there's some just really and and we'll talk about this later but i i've just i've been surprised at how much i'm enjoying that book and how much i'm challenged mm-hmm. by it um last little bit of a thing it's kind of a and i, I mentioned to it to you earlier but i did today just listen to uh david foster wallace's uh speech uh it was the commencement speech for kenyon college in 2005 i believe um okay it's called this is water and it's about 20 minutes long and it's pretty it's pretty amazing like i think like it's it's such a good word even for like like i think a lot of people today need to hear what he had to say because like Mm -hmm. he addresses some of the things that like you know internet culture is like i remember just this and it's it's one of these things it's a conversation that just like stuck out to me but one of our nieces she was young like years ago and she said she comes up to me and she's like uncle nate i'm bored and i said that's mm-hmm. okay like I, my i was like it's okay to be bored like you know and she looked at me like i had like a third eye growing out of my head uh-huh. um, <laughs> which supposed to fix this <laughs> like like entertain me and mm-hmm. he he addresses that he's like you know just the boredom and the don't like the the petty dullness of just like living sometimes and he it's it's just a fantastic essay or it's it's a fantastic speech um i have read some of his essays before um mm-hmm. just really appreciated so yeah yeah this is water by david foster wallace is uh 20 minutes that i think would be well spent for anyone but yes, yeah, nice. that's what I've been listening to, checking out as far as like books and and stuff. And obviously, uh, you know, still I'm still kind of on a uh, a rise against. Sweet. So yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. Your lead, you said your lead pastor is a fan. Uh huh. Um, yes. Do me a solid, 
and ask him what like mm-hmm. his his recommend like his three like recommended albums for them are like okay. Those, okay. those are the ones I'm like that. I'm like focusing on is like people who are more familiar with it like like my buddy Jeremy mm-hmm. and like his wife liked Rise Against and so we were talking okay. about that and I was like well what do you guys he liked Rise Against too but like Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? So, what are like your three like go tos?" And he gave me those recommendations, and I've just been I've been spinning those ones. Um, the Suffer okay. and the Witness. It's like one yeah. of their earlier albums, dude. Yeah. That it's a rip. It just rips. Yeah, that, like. that's the one I'm the most uh, the most um, familiar with. And then there was a there was a song on the uh, on a a Warp Tour compilation CD that I had that was when I first heard them it was uh, like the angel like an angel or something like that like the mm. angel you are left me it's something like that anyways uh yeah that that's what I'm most familiar with I'm not, not and then they got on the radio and and there was a bunch of stuff and so I kind of fell off them cuz so I was like it doesn't sound the same at least their, from the their from later the stuff is a little like well it's it's cleaner like it's like okay it's a, it's got more polish to it yeah um yeah i just i do like oh, their sound though man. i i I, yeah. I do like some of their their older sounds um, now i'm trying to find that that song what did yeah, you say oh man now i'm looking back it's called uh like the angel i believe is what it's called it's from the album that has like a grenade um plugged into a set of headphones I don't want to revolutions per minute. That's what it's called. Yeah. But oh, yeah, the, it, it's funny looking back at this. Yeah. The, the sufferer and the witness, but also siren song of a counterculture. I feel like that's the one that they, the, that was got real so popular the, off the three, actually it was their three like first mm-hmm. albums, or, but it was siren song, okay. the sufferer and the witness and appeal to reason. Okay. Jeremy okay. also, Jeremy said Endgame is good. He's like, but that's like, he's like, he's like, that's actually where I kind of fell off. Is Endgame okay? I haven't listened. Yes, I haven't spun up Endgame yet. But I familiar. I so. did listen to some of Nowhere Generation, which is their album that they just like from twenty twenty one. Okay, and it's got like it's got like a couple bangers on it. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't like it as much. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Rise Against is cool. I'm I'm digging them. I'm digging them. Sweet. So. Sweet. <clears throat> nice. Right. Um, I was just going to mention that I am also continuing in uh, Calvin's Institutes. I'm not quite as far as I would like mm. to be, but I, I have actually been been um, reading it occasionally. I'll put it that way. I was not exactly keeping up with it like like I want, but yeah. I still have been. Uh, I, I think I can catch up pretty quickly. Um, I, was, and, I was reading some more yesterday. Now that you mention it, I need to like uh, my going through the New Testament and the Old Testament. I did. We mm-hmm. did this week stalled out pretty hard, um, just because it's like okay, we're yeah, if you're not sleeping, <laughs> we're fuzzy and we're fried, and uh, right. We had gone through like three or four sections of that Hebrews and you book um, mm-hmm. that I and that's pretty good. Like you know, we've been using it. Like we read like basically like half a chapter or half a part. And then we kind of, we, we pray and we do, we sing a little song and then Byron mm-hmm. at that point in time is usually ready for bed. Um, mm-hmm. So, but nice dude. That's awesome. So yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it, man. 
right. How about what, what have you been watching lately, man? Anything? Okay, so one thing that stuck out to me, a movie that my wife and I watched, um, is this movie called Vengeance. Now, you hear a movie called Vengeance. What is this, like John Wick? No, it's not that at all. Um, it is actually a movie um, starring, and I believe it was written by, uh, why can't I think of his name? The Temp on on The Office. Um, yeah, it's it, his name oh, is, is escaping the, me. Oh, is that the podcast movie thing? Yes, yes. Okay, that's dude, what it is. It is, is that the good? podcast movie. It was good. It was. It's um. It's not a slow burn because I feel like it's at a. It's at a. It's an. It's at a nice pace. Um. Part of it is that he travels to Texas. Okay. And so so half of the the movie it all it feels it's it's on the edge of like making fun of basically like Hicks in Texas. You know, small town Texas. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how they live. Um. But it does have some twists and turns throughout the story, and it does it it does kind of come back on itself. And so while it, do, it yeah, it kind of dips into that. It's also kind of endearing of, you know, cause that's not that I was from a small town. Austin is not a small town at all, but I was also, that was from Texas. And so, you know, there's part of and, that there too. And Texas is just the Hicks of the United States. Like it's all just the, Hicks. I mean, it's, the, the, yeah. it's part of sure if you're not in dallas i'm or i'm being or, <laughs> smart i'm i'm being i mean there's i'm being there's, there's an elitist yankee <laughs> which is not helpful um, well and that's kind of what uh, it is so so it's it's good in that it, it it plays both sides if that makes sense because it does it does turn around also because the, the movie opens up with this like 10 minute conversation of these guys like totally up their own butts um, it's actually John Mayer, and why can I not think BJ of Novak's name? Yes, there you go, and BJ mm-hmm. Novak, and they're I, talking it, about it like it was stuff. like while we were talking, I was like, "What? Wait, like what and it popped in? What my is head. it? BJ Novak? I knew it was letters, but uh, I couldn't think of it. Yeah, so uh, it was it was good. Um, it's not like, well, you know what? I'm not I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say anything. It was it was definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's not like the greatest movie you'll ever see. Um, but it had me kind of guessing like, okay, where's this going? And, and I didn't kind of foresee where it did end up going. And I'm glad that at the end it went where it did. And and I was surprised. That's all I'll say, but it's it's worth a watch. uh, So like one last question on this, like Mm -hmm. give me like a a real quick, like pitch on the genre. Is it more drama or is it like. Yeah. Is it is yeah. it murder it's, mystery ish or what? Yes. Because it does yes, center it around it. Like I've seen mm-hmm. the trailers. It centers around a murder. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So uh basic main character, BJ Novak, hooks up with this girl. Um and and so his her her brother ends up giving him a call and is like, Hey, your girlfriend died. And uh and and basically gets him to go to the funeral back in Texas. This guy f- finds out that all of her family thought that they were like super cool, like on the verge of getting married. Um, and so he, because he, he works as a writer, he's, he's wanted to start like podcasting. He decides to look into her death uh, because her whole family thinks it's a murder. Um, and he decides to look into it and start a podcast based on that. Also mm-hmm. with this other, you know, piece of like, everyone thinks I was super close with this girl when like we just hooked up a few times and, and the movie ends up again, kind of twists and turns kind of looking, 
coming back in on itself and, and, you know, like really kind of delves into kind of hookup culture in general, mm-hmm. um, which, which I, I was just impressed by. Like it had, it had a lot to say. It had a lot to, to keep you thinking. Even it, it doesn't necessarily like land anywhere. Um, but then I thought the ending was good too. Cause it yeah. actually like there were some big things that happened. So, yeah. Um, as far as things that I've been watching, uh, really the only thing of note is, uh, M- Megan turned on some Brooklyn nine, nine and, uh, nice. That's kind of like nice. the, the first, like, yeah, like two, three seasons of that are really great television in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. like that, that's up there. Like we were actually just kind of laughing about like how, like and and this has come up in the show before but like for a lot of people it's like the office or it's parks and rec and i i mm-hmm. i enjoy both of those things to a certain extent uh parks and rec is much better in my but it's like the the megan and nate show that like we go to like it's new girl and we're kind of like we haven't yeah. watched new girl in a while but like we're kind of like watching brooklyn 99 um and we we start things sometimes and we're like eh, and we just fizzle out um sure and the way that megan and i watch tv it's like if i'm watching like a show it's because i want to watch it and i just plow through it um whereas mm-hmm. she just runs stuff in the background and so like when we're watching yeah, tv yeah. together it's like it's just kind of like yeah um but uh the i basically i've been watching blue eyed samurai and mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, I'm just going to tell people to pass on this. Like I had to do okay. a lot of like skipping through scenes um, that just, mm. and what's unfortunate is like one, it's got a really great aesthetic. Um, it's got a mm-hmm. fairly interesting story to tell. Um, and there, there are moments where some of the writing is just really like, I was telling Parker a little bit about it. I said, there's some writing in there where I'm like, oh, this is really great dialogue. Like some of this is like okay. really punchy, like smart kind of, there's some interesting things like, um, like there's just like, it's one of those shows where I'm like, it's only, you know, it's like when you see something that could have been great and it just kind mm-hmm. of like, ah, it's okay. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to finish it. Cause I'm almost at the end, but like, I would just tell people like, um, and I think I'm past all of like the booby parts. Um, okay. Like if for, for people who aren't offended by that stuff, like there's several sex scenes, um, which, okay. and again, like I just, I'm kind of of the mindset that like, I, I'm like, it, like, frankly, I think sex scenes are just lazy. I think you can do mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a little more work but you can accomplish the same thing without showing anything. Like you can sort mm-hmm. of provide the same tension and drama with, and you don't have to show anything. You can like infer things. You don't have yeah. to be explicit. And that's, that's a choice that I, I just, I didn't care for. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but like I said, there's, there's some, yeah, it's not all bad. I'm just saying like, I, I think overall most people should just kind of like, Say, oh, that's neat, and, and walk right past it. Um, gotcha. And it kind of bumps me out. But like I said, I'm almost at the end, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I just, I want to see. Like, I like a good revenge story. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to see like, and dude, like, you know what the bad guy in this, like, okay. So the main character, Mizu is not really a good person. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Um, and there's like, there's lots of like, but Mizu isn't, is, is also not like, it's more of an anti-hero kind of thing. Like a lone wolf kind of like. Sure. Hell yep. bent on this revenge mission. Um, but the villain, the villain is like just the most despicable human being. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's this, there's actually a scene and this is like one of the things I thought was like so brilliant and disturbing at the same time. Like there's a scene and it, so the, the villain in this is um in a chapel, in a Christian chapel and basically okay. like kind of having like this prayer conversation and basically yeah it's just it oh dude that scene was really cool but yeah the villain's really gross he's okay absolutely deserves to die mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like yeah. i'm kind of like yeah. oh like i and i love a, a compelling villain like there's no nuance he's just like no this is a bad man who wants to do bad things and mm-hmm. like well, so I, anyways yeah blue-eyed samurai I wish I could sort of be like, yeah, go watch it. It's really, really cool. But I'm more like, yeah, you, it, we, we probably shouldn't. Um, yeah. We should probably just avoid it. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. How about games? Wait, what have you been playing? Oh, here yeah. Lately? Those have you, things. Have you actually Video had games. time to play anything besides Ring Fit lately? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Um, so I'm. I feel like I'm rounding the corner on Chroma Squad, which is funny because like it's not a long game. Um, I should have had this wrapped up a long time ago. I just haven't had time to play. Um, but it's fun uh, so far. It's been pretty easy, which I'm kind of surprised by. But it's like a little tactical RPG with, uh, except you're playing Power Rangers, and so that's it's. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you've so, kind of been off be and on with, with that, that a little bit right. like, throughout the, yeah, for a while, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really shouldn't, I mean, I'm, it's probably, it's less than a dozen hours for sure. Um, it feels, it, and it feels kind of bite-sized, you can take it in, in little bite-sized chunks too. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night, I decided that I my wife wouldn't feel well, and, uh, and so instead of playing Chroma Squad, I decided to fire up uh, some Mario Wonder because uh, I'd played a bit with my kids, but I'm playing on their file. So I was like, I'll just start my own. And so I had fun playing through um, quite a bit of that last you night. You need that a, was a pure experience that isn't so Yeah, exactly. Your, your, your kid's grubby little Yoshi paws. <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're not bad. Um, but, the, I mean, there's just a lot of the levels that I just hadn't played. You know, he, mm. he played a bunch mm. before I did. Uh, before the start of the new year. And so um, so I started a little bit of that, and that's been fun. Um, the only other game, and th- it's funny, I actually haven't been playing it, but my daughter has gotten into, finally gotten into um, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So she had tried it a little bit, thought it was too much talking, um, but I, I kind of nudged her into playing it, it again. And since then, it's really taken off. Like, she's really enjoying it a lot. And she's reading a little bit of it. There's still a lot of talking, but um, but she can also just, you know, go out into the wilds and, and catch Pokemon and, and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's really been enjoying it, which has been super cool to see um, how much she's kind of digging that. So that's been fun to, to watch as well. 
Good. But, good. Yeah, that's pretty um, much all I've been playing. Yeah, as far as and like I haven't really made any headway. And I think like honestly, by the time that we get to February, um mm-hmm. probably like I'm I'm just kind of like I'm kind of easing into my taking my break already. I did, however, gotcha. and I and you and I sort of talked about this. I did reinstall Magic the Gathering Arena um, mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. phone and my laptop. And I've been doing some deck building and I'm running into the same thing. And it's it's this, and I, I don't want to like dog on it too much. I love deck building. Like I love it. I love tinkering. Mm-hmm. I love sometimes seeing an idea and seeing how like, you know, sometimes and I'm not saying that I don't net deck at all. Like, you know, but for the most part, it's like I like to just play around. I like to sort of like build my own thing. And yeah. That's like half of the game for me, you know, in my opinion. Like and yeah, yeah. feel it out. Anyways, uh just I, I did play a couple random games like with random because like part of my thing is like I just I and I'm actually supposed to play with my buddy Craig tomorrow night. Um at some point in time. Nice. So I need to just double back and we need to set a time and a format to to sort of do mm-hmm. some of that. But um it's been cool. I, I I miss those games. I love those games. But I'm just like, I'm there's also like, should I be doing this? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. been like <laughs> uh. yep. um I I I I started uh up a little bit of the new season of Diablo Four. There's a couple guys from work. Uh, like three guys from work actually that all play and so i did okay. say like hey if you guys will like want to carve out an evening here or there like i'll hop in and i'll play with you guys a little yeah. bit um but yeah um i'm just like i'm not like especially after listening to dig- digital liturgies i'm kind of like mm-hmm. i just i'm okay with like taking a break from stuff for a little bit um, yeah yeah so but yeah I I haven't picked up anything. Uh, I haven't beaten anything, and so I've got a big old goose egg as far as like my Yay. score goes. Like I'm still at zero. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. folks, you know what's coming next. It's time to talk about um, the plugs, all the other mm-hmm. things. Like so, let's take a minute. And obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time at this point, you know what's coming next. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, the official app of the Backlog Beatdown is. It's the GG app. It's a letterbox style app for your video game collection. It's built by our friend uh, Charles Watson. Uh, he, and he's been, you know, I, I, I don't want to say tinkering. Tinkering makes it sound like a little trivial. But um, he's been like really just like working on this thing for a while. Uh, it's, it's a really mm-hmm. pretty fleshed out suite. He's, he's made several sort of changes like um, to you know for good or ill to the the app and just sort of how the program works but uh you know some of the features that are available are uh, you can build custom lists which is actually how we keep track of the score uh for the beatdown all year long um josh and i each have a list one is dedicated to like for each beatdown year we have one dedicated for acquisitions and one dedicated for the games that we we've played and beaten throughout the year um but you know you can do custom lists for anything like at some point in time i am going to sit down i am going to make the grappling hooks list um where it's just <laughs> it's going to be all the games with grappling hooks and how much and and i'm going to rank them and it's going to be like i love this one the most and uh the others are like almost my favorite but not quite um yeah, didn't didn't quite hook you 
Yeah. Didn't quite hook shot me. Um, yeah, you got to really, if you're going to do it, man, just lean into the pun. Lean mm. into it. Just like you, mm-hmm. you, you should, you were close on that one. Should have swung a little harder on the fence. Like, ah. let's, let's just up that a little bit. Um, but yeah. um, you, you, didn't, you didn't quite chain it together. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you really got to grapple with it. Grab yeah, it there you go. There you go, yeah. friend. You're getting it. You get it now. Um, <laughs> you can also rate and review games. Uh, obviously, you can review games. You can rate and review games you haven't played, but that uh, seems a little, again, I'm just going to, the, the term I use is that seems a little disingenuous, um, but there's mm-hmm. a rating and a review system in there. Uh, and if you like what, and you can get all of that kit for free 99. Um, the the app is free to download from the uh, the different, device stores like i have it on ios and Mm -hmm. then uh, you can access it on your laptop and pc as well uh but if you like what he's doing and you like hey i'm kind of a little more interested in this i i feel like i can sort of throw some money at this uh for five bucks a month or fifty dollars a year you can get access to the elite program and and primarily uh that does a couple of things uh you do get basically uh, the opportunity to act as a bit of a beta tester for for Charles, like so new features that he's rolling out. Uh, you have a little more access. You get to see some of some of the roadmap, um, and you have a little more access to Charles uh, just through a special role in his Discord server. Um, we we really like the GG app. We really like Charles, and we think that it's something worth paying attention to and checking out. Uh, moving on, though, other things that you can throw money at. It's us. It's this podcast. Um, we have a Patreon, right? Um, just like a lot of other podcasts out there. And we want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar. Um, but it's a tip jar that comes with benefits. So, uh, for as a little as a buck a month, um, you can, you get access to the bro hang, which is a, a patron exclusive podcast. It tends to be a lot more conversational, just sort of like free form. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes there's some spicy stuff in it. Uh, occasionally I will say things in those podcasts that I end up having to apologize for later, um, <laughs> because that's that's what I do. Um, you know, I watch my mouth just run me right over the the, the edge of the cliff, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. I, but anyways, but you also get early and uncut access to each and every episode. Uh, there's a video feed. You get a special role in our Discord server, um, so you have a little more access to us. But in in addition to that, each and every patron gets to pick a game or a topic us to do an episode on and they can join us for that uh and we we are trying to occasionally like we run patron only events like uh the upcoming Mm -hmm. book club episode that'll be happening you know end of march early april um or not book club uh backlog draft episode that'll be coming out uh anybody in the discord server can participate but only our patrons will be on that episode uh, to mm-hmm. talk about the games that they played for for the draft. So that being said, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's something. And you know, and, and if you can't support us, that's fine. Um, we would ask you to do the rating and the reviewing if you haven't already. You know, and uh, do the sharing is caring. Tell some people about us. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe your dentist will. Uh, that story just absolutely tickles me. Um, but maybe your dentist will overhear your podcast be like, what are you listening to? What is that, that fine podcast magic? Um, and mm. he'll, he'll just, next thing you know, you, you've given your dentist the, the joy, the present that is the backlog beat down in their ears. 
while they're drilling out your well your cleaning your teeth and mm-hmm. drilling out like the, you know while they're in your mouth fixing your your nasty you know mouth bones um will will be in their ears i don't know that that got mm. weird i made it weird <laughs> i like it so Last but not least, um, we are uh, alongside our friends uh, Paul, Wes, and Porcho. We are members of the Playwell Network, um, and mm-hmm. so you, you guys are like, "What? What is this?" Well, it's basically it's a network that we made up because we like these dudes and we like their approach to play. We like their the way that they they're talking and engaging with recreation, and we think we like their content. We think you ought to check it out. Paul has uh, his current, most current Paul, a.k.a. the Techno Funk Boy, a.k.a. the, the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy. Um, mm-hmm. His most current project is the Thorns of War. Wesley Ray, the henshin dad himself, has uh, his, his current project is the Retronym Show. Uh, and then Porcho, uh, the wonder from down under, uh, is, you know, just... Uh, astonishes and amazes with every every new episode of nothing new under the porch we love Mm. these guys we love what they're about and we think you ought to check them out and with that being said here's a word from one of them are you sick of listening to a-grade podcasts and want to settle for something less then why don't you give nothing new under the porch a try do you need someone to go further into the values of mario kart 64 then listen to my takes on video games that have been talked about before by more interesting people. I dive into games I've played to try and find any potential theological or moral lessons buried within them. What? I also do a hot topic every episode. There are also satirical articles read out with cringe-inducing voice acting. Here's what loyal friends and family have to say about it. Hey, did you want to listen to my podcast? Just leave me alone. Wow, it sounds like my wife will love it. Hey, it's my son Atticus. Will you listen to it? Dorian, what do you think my podcast is like? It's like Joe Rogan. No, it's not. Well, Wes, what's it done for you? Thanks, Nick. It helps me get to sleep better. Huh, it's even changing lives. Alrighty, first episode will be dropping soon. After that, tune in every fortnight. Like the social media stuff and get the updates. Goodbye. And we're back. So, ladies and, and germs, <laughs> ladies and germs, that one's so dumb and I love it. Um, I don't nice. know why that amuses me. But um, anyways, folks, tonight we're going to be talking about digital liturgies, which is not really a book about video games. So you're like, why? Well, this mm-hmm. is primarily a video game podcast. Well, um, and so why are you guys talking about it? You might be asking that question. I would say after reading the book that I believe there is some overlap. Uh, just yeah. I think with the way that the internet is sort of built and especially with the way that game design, um, it's, it's, this is going to be a broader conversation, but I think part of it is like there are a lot of games, like a lot of the, the same hooks that are built into um, sort of like internet thinking and apps mm-hmm. and social media are also present in games. Like, I mean, just a a sort of a proof positive of this is Vampire Survivors um, or Vampire Survivor. <laughs> is it Survivors or Survivor? I never remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I hope it's Survivor. And then I hope he makes a sequel and calls it Survivors, like Alien and Aliens. Um, mm. Mm. But 
like he was he was a an engineer um who worked for facebook and did the whole like algorithm dopamine kind of thing so there's there's hooks here and and so it's going to be in some ways a little bit more of a general conversation but i think it's in some ways video games can work on our brains and by proxy our our hearts mm-hmm. very similarly to um social media and the internet but that being said josh um I'm going to kick this on over to you at this point in time. Like, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of saying like, this is why we're going to talk about it. Since you sort of brought this book to my attention, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to just, I'm going to like, I'm going to follow your lead here, man. So cool. Where cool. do you want to start? Nice. Yeah. You know, we've, we've done book, you know, episodes before that kind of go around some of the, these similar topics, whether, whether it's even just something along the lines of kind of productivity and how that fits into how we tackle our backlogs or how we play video games or things like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we'll, we'll kind of touch on some of the similarities. Um, also it is vampire survivors. It is uh, plural. So, uh, maybe they can make a prequel. Missed out. Missed out. Should have called it Survivor, and then Survivor's the sequel. I'm just saying, like that one's that one's for free. Like you you could have thinking like that. No. Well, that's because you didn't have a friend like me. Yeah, there you go. You got a friend in me. Uh, Anyways, so digital liturgies. So this book, um, uh, the subtitle is "Rediscovering Christian Wisdom in an Online Age." Um, and it's by Samuel D. James. So kind of the gist of the book, it it, it opens up and, and part of what Nate had mentioned earlier on the episode, and he recommended the David Foster Wallace um, speech. And I, I, full disclosure, I have not listened to that full speech, but I, I know that idea of um, kind of the, the air that we breathe, the water that we swim in uh, as fish. Which is, which is, you know, the, the reference that, that he makes, what is one fish uh, the, you know, some, some child fishes come to an adult fish and the adult fish is like, how's the water boys? And, uh, the kids are like, what, what's water? What is that? What are you talking about? Because they don't even realize what it is that they are swimming in. They don't really, you know, they just take it for granted. You know, what is air? If you even, if, if you don't know, you know what? So, um, it's kind of looking at, uh, the ubiquity of the internet and social media and what it does to us. So the interesting thing to me about this book is that I think we all know that that the internet affects us. It's obviously affected our society that we live in, our culture. Um, and we can readily admit that, but then trying to pinpoint exactly how it works on a personal level um, is harder to do. And I think mm-hmm. that's a bit of the aim of this book, which and, and obviously comes from a Christian perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's asking what is, how does the internet train us to think primarily? And, and James does, a, I think he does a, a good job of contrasting the wisdom of, I, I'd say like the wisdom of the Proverbs um, is a lot of what he pulls from versus some of what we consider to be wisdom after because of the way that the internet works the internet and social media so so this whole conversation um i'm gonna use internet 
and social media kind of interchangeably. So when I say mm-hmm. the internet, I say, I mean internet 2.0. I mean the social internet, the one that we interact with, not, uh, not simply, you know, going to a website or, you know, looking up news on the internet. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say like, because yeah, they, there are like technical, the technically different things, but like it, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, the terms are sort of interchangeable. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think it also kind of, uh, it plays more towards like what we were, we were talking about, you know, kind of what we do with this podcast, um, thinking deeply about the things that we interact with, but I think kind of that, that social element to the internet, the way that it's used primarily nowadays, um, has parallels to video games in general. And so the, those are some of the things that I'd rather kind of look at in general. Um, and so the, this book struck me in some of the ways that it, like I said, digs into the way that the internet affects us when we are using it a lot. And it, it pointed out some things that, I mean, frankly, made me uncomfortable about the way that I use the internet as well. Um, cause again, we all know we probably use it a bit too much. We probably understand we use our phones or we sit in front of screens a bit too much. Um, but what does that actually do to us? We know like, Hey, our culture seems very polarized right now. Does some of that have to do with the way that we interact on the internet and, and, and why is it just that anonymity? Okay. That, but that plays a factor into it. Certainly. Uh, James digs into one of, one of the things that one of the themes throughout the book I find as I've listened to it a couple times now is he really digs into not just the anonymity, but the way that we create our persona personae online, our different personas, plural, um, it starts to cause us to believe that our uh, the way that we present ourselves online, our, our actual identity is more malleable, that we can be who we want to be and who we say we are rather than we don't have to be limited by the way that we have been created. So you take an extreme example um, with, you know, some of the things that our culture is kind of wrestling with nowadays. Um, and, you know, what it... You know, I'll ask the question, what is a woman? You know, something like that. Can men be women, basically? Um, Which is, it it would be an absurd question in any other age. But I think in an age where we do a lot of our conversing with other people through digital media, the medium of, of, you know, what we're doing right here on this podcast. I've never actually met Nate in real life. Um, and so there's only, but of course that that's also why we incorporate video and and audio into, into our conversations Mm -hmm. is because we want it to make it at least as close to real life as possible. Um, but that said, the way that the internet kind of trains us, the way that social media kind of trains us to portray ourselves the the way that we want to, it also starts to affect the way that we see ourselves. Um, and that that was pretty striking to me when I came across that. Um, well, and I think you're sort of talking, like I think the term that he uses in the book is dislocation, um, mm-hmm. where because we are embodied, that inherently... Mm-hmm and we were designed to be embodied that inherently means that you have sort of outside constraints and so right 
you, yeah. you, 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 there are realities that are sort of inescapable. Like you live in the house that you live in. You live in the town that mm -hmm. you live in. You're born a male or a female. Like you have to, and what the, and, and I, what I did think, one of the things that is sort of a broader sort of interesting point is that he does sort of draw the parallel between this sort of the explosion and sort of gender dysphoria and all the confusion surrounding mm -hmm. that. And not just on, cause I think it would be really easy to sort of like blame social media and everything else. Um, and like pressure from peer groups and, and stuff like that. I think that's mm -hmm. part of it, but he also says like, like, yeah, like that basically epistemologically, like the entire, the, the way that the internet trains people to think is that, it's mm -hmm. it's sort of rooted in transhumanism, which is like that your body mm -hmm. is just a shell, and it, and I, anyways, yep. like that, it's like that that actually sort of reinforces and accelerates a lot because like the the fact of the matter is that um, transgender people, you know that that mm -hmm. uh, that situation has been present has like that that sin that affliction whatever you want to call it i don't know like mm -hmm. like has been it's not new it's like mm -hmm. there are historical sort of precedents for this thing and and again yeah. it's always been sort of the outlier it's always been a massive right. minority um and so there is the issue of like having like an out now there's an outsized voice in these social media in some social media platforms but it's also it's the ideology that's permeated by by just the way that the internet net and social media and doctor and, and the just like online indoctrinates people where it's sort yeah. of it pushes you further and further into this sort of like radical isolationist kind of like self-determinist yeah. position uh, like like mm -hmm. i shape reality instead of being shaped by right. reality and yeah yeah yep. and that's and that's been an accelerant to just mm -hmm. a lot of things period um right right there's so. this there's this sense of uh, one of the things that james talks about is uh that that the expressive individualism that is encouraged online as you create your your persona, you know, um, you're, you're very much encouraged to, to fill out, you know, this is who you are and, and present yourself however you want to, you're, you're encouraged to express yourself. Um, and that's how you can become an individual. And that, uh, kind of taking from the, a book that we read together, you know, years and years ago, um, the James K. A. Smith, the, you are what you love. Mm -hmm. It, it affects you on a level to where, like you mentioned, epistemologically, um, where you start to believe that now, now that you have done that so many ways, it affects you so that you think that you, that you ought to, you know, that, that now the way that you express yourself is actually a part of who you are. Yeah. It's, it's that idea of creating your own identity. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me, uh, James lays out in this book, kind of the steps of the way that the internet has been introduced. And, and I don't think, you know, it's like some secret plot or whatever. Um, 
But it's interesting to me to think you had to, you know, when the internet was first created, you had to get onto a computer, you know, that took up you know, half a room uh, or so yeah. in order or to, that was in, order to in, in a access. public, it was in a public library, it was in a school yep. lab, or it was, mm-hmm. if you had one at home, it was usually, you know, somewhere sort of like ours was in like sort of, we had like a, a family room upstairs. Yeah. It was sort of mm-hmm. off the dining room. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it yeah, was how, how, sort of a, it's a, yeah, a public, it's public, thing, just like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it, it was, it was more communal in order to engage with the, the internet in general. And, and you nowadays, had to go to it. It wasn't, uh, that's true. Yeah. That was one of the big distinctions that I thought was really interesting too, is that you had to go to it whereas mm-hmm. now it is i thought that was a really sort of prescient point where he's like and now it's just yeah. like it's ever present it's like it's in your mm-hmm. pocket right right now it and i think that's it's it's because it's just more convenient that way but because of its convenience now that's the way that companies tend to market is because they know it's just you and your phone. And so they're trying to market directly to you. They are not thinking in a communal way. So what plays, what preys upon the way that someone thinks when they're alone? You know, they, they don't, they don't, you don't have images of, of communal um, life as, as your kind of primary marketing target. So, so it's kind of this, um, this downhill thing. I, I, I say that not to, I don't want to paint a picture that like, oh, all these things have just been put in place. You know, there's this grand conspiracy. No, I think, but the way that it's worked out is such that um, even accessing the internet, yes, one, it's ubiquitous, but two, it's also a very personal thing. And so that locks into this idea of expressive individualism um, that has you thinking you can create your own persona and that that is more real to you than who you are, because now you can access it whenever you want, whenever you feel uncomfortable, whenever you um, just need to bide your time, you know, you're uncomfortable just because you're waiting somewhere. Well, you can pull out your phone and access whatever you want to um, at that time. And so it, it, on that hand, you know, it makes us a more impatient people, um, which is, which is frustrating when it's pointed out, (laughs) you know, it, it seems as though, uh, the the utopian vision would be that you would be doing that for efficiency's sake, right? To get something else done. But we all know that that's often not the case. We pull out our phones and incessantly scroll uh, just so that we don't have to interact with other people, <laughs> you know? Um, well, and so I think, there, yeah. I was just going to say too, like it's sort of a, a, a bit of a tie to sort of video games is that that boredom mm-hmm. and engagement loop where it's like mm-hmm. when, you, when you're playing a video game like it there's a the sense of progression the easy dopamine hits you know there's mm-hmm. the, that constant sort of like escapist power fantasy sort of thing which doesn't always encourage grit you know it doesn't encourage mm-hmm. us to dig in to persevere and so much of what the internet does is just sort of like, and, and again, he didn't talk about this in the book, but it's like one of the, I think the ways that sort of the, 
that we're shaped is that we do sort of demand sort of easy access, easy answers. Like we, we don't, we don't expect or anticipate or even like dealing with any sort of like roadblocks or, you know, and, and it's just like, even I think that sort of lays into it. It's like, I think frankly, a lot of like the problems we see is that people just aren't, socially you know is that people Mm -hmm. just aren't used to you've got it just reminds me of a situation that i'm sort of trying to deal with where it's like you've got somebody who's like basically um like generate like there's generational poverty mindset where it's like okay yeah and even there, like stuff like that is reinforced because it's just like, it's, it's all there at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and I I don't know, there, there's something there where I'm just like, even I think, again, it's not, it's not to say that those are necessarily bad things, but just part of it is understanding that that works on you. That changes your anticipate, like your expectations. It changes your sort of demeanor, how you interact with people. I would even sort of say like the escalating sort of people as means to an end um, that yeah. that I yeah. think I see is like, because if you're sort of like the ultimate and even talking about the David Foster Wallace sort of speech, one of the things he points out is like, mm-hmm. you know, it is so easy to sort of like sit in your like default sort of position as I am the center of the universe. And the internet mm-hmm. in its current iteration does a heck, like we're already really good at that. Like that's like, nobody has to be taught how to think that way, you know? Yeah. But then yeah. the, the internet actually like doubles and triples down on that the way that like yeah. social media and it, and, but it also like makes it incredibly fickle. You think about like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when he's talking about like Facebook and he's talking about like get, how it started out. It's like you get comments and then you get likes. And you, I mean, you probably, you've experienced it too, probably. I mean, I know I've mm-hmm. experienced it, but like when you, like when Facebook was still kind of like fresh, like the interaction and the, like the affirmation and it, it was like, it's like, it felt good. And then, mm-hmm. and like, but even like the, like the low key dread, if you like, you said something and then somebody had like a negative reaction to it, like, I think whether, like, I just think about like, you know, we got the like button, and all I ever wanted was a dislike button, and instead, what mm-hmm. we got was the the like, the happy, the the whatever. You know, it's like now we've got like six mm-hmm. different reactions or whatever. But it was just, um, it's kind of like just an interesting sort of proposition there, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that you mentioned earlier was this idea of like transhumanism. Um, and he talks about that throughout the book as well. Just the, the idea that we're not limited by our, you know, I would say natural limitations, but not limited by our bodies. I think it's also um, that we're not limited by, you know, where we are in space and time yep. because we have access to a number of different things. Um, the idea that we're not limited. Um, even by our, um, how do I put this? Well, well, let me let me take a step back for just a second because I've talked about number of times throughout the the course of this podcast. I enjoy um, imbibing in content about productivity and efficiency because I want to do 
uh, I want to be able to get things done because I'm a pretty laid back guy. And if I don't have things in place, I can just go with the flow all day and waste my time. Um, however, I do think that that when you start going down that road, you have to be careful, especially with digital tools um, that will begin to teach you that you are able and or ought to be able to handle more than is physically possible. So mm -hmm. for instance, um, even nowadays, as technology has ramped up, as we have all these different apps that are available to us, as we can listen to podcasts and, and audiobooks at three and four times speed if you really want to, which is crazy to me. I, I do too uh, for something I don't have to pay very much attention to. But even that, I have to accept that I'm not going to uh, get, I'm not going to retain the information as well at two times speed. Um, and that's not something that I necessarily want to accept. I would much rather um, tell myself I can multitask. I can have 15, 20, 25 tabs open on my browser at one time and be paying attention to all these different things, right? I can scroll my Facebook feed and keep up with all my friends all the time. Um, and, and these are not things, again, that are explicit, but after you, after you, you begin to use them for a long time, um, you, it starts to teach you that you ought to be able to handle this. And I think, I know in, in myself at least, I'm seeing the cracks in those false promises um, where my I'm very easily distracted. You know, we talked about that, um, hey, now you, you never have to be bored because you can just pull out your phone when you're waiting. Um, that has created an impatience in me to where I hate waiting even more now because it feels like, oh, I shouldn't have to wait because I always have access to something, you know, something interesting, even if it's just shallow, stupid entertainment, you know, we're, we're entertaining ourselves to death. That's a whole other um, part of it. And I think that's, you know, we can tie video games into that as well. Um, but I, I, I see my own attention is fragmented a lot of the times. I, yeah, I get so easily distracted. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to check that, um, you know, where is that Amazon package or, uh, or, you know, something will, will just pop up in my brain. Uh, I know, you know, where I used to try and find answers back when I was a kid in physical encyclopedias for different things. Now you can just ask Google a question. So you don't have to retain information. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's a number of things like that where I think we start to believe the lie <laughs> that we don't have limitations any longer. And instead, um, it provides, at least for me, okay, I'll say that anecdotally, but I do think, I think it, it's in general, um, it has, it creates a, a low level stress, one that yeah. I may not be doing enough, or this, this sense, this feeling like, oh, there's something else I, I should be doing. Right. Or, well, or there's something I'm not, I'm, I'm dropping this ball. I'm not keeping all the balls up in the air kind of a thing. But what were you going to say? It reminds me of what Mark Garcia from the Grayson Institute said um, mm -hmm. a few years ago that the part of the problem, the, and part of the anxiety that the internet and modern social media and all like the 24 hour news cycle, like mm -hmm. part of the, the problems with that stuff is that in a way it sort of gives us 
you know, I want to be careful, but like functionally, like are sort of constantly being plugged in. It gives us sort of a functional omniscience and that we, we see Mm -hmm. all these things and we know all this stuff and we have all this information at our fingertips. And part of the problem is that when you know things and, and we talked about, we've talked about this several times probably, but like when you know something, information requires action, right? And mm-hmm. frankly, it's like, I think some of the, like the, what you're talking about, it's, it's, it's just at its most basic level, it's information overload. Like, you know, too yeah. much, you're taking in too much. And so you think like there's this kind of like stress or this like pressure to act on all of it. Whereas when you sort of live and it, it's not to say that knowing about things going on in the world or you know, keeping up with friends is a bad thing. But your right. primary, like, you're not designed for to to worry about the problems of the world. I think maybe mm-hmm. some people are, um, and can can navigate those fears. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm not one of them. I mean, maybe you might be <laughs> one of them, Josh. But I I think I think that's part of the problem, though, too. And so that like mm-hmm. couples with all of the like, and just like the crushing weight, like you know, it's like the, mm-hmm. there's of 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 self-determination right and i think he doesn't yeah Yeah. go into this a whole lot but like when the sort of the message is that you you are responsible for figuring out what your life what your reality what your truth is and then making manifesting that and it's like Mm -hmm. there's like there's so much in there like frankly it needs to be unpacked and i think it it does remind me kind of, again, of like the echoes of just like a lot of the lies that sort of like that the internet sort of like social media culture sort of reinforces. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it reminds me of like the power fantasy stuff with video games and video game addiction. Like the, a lot of the reason people yeah. retreat into video games to an unhealthy extent is the very same reason somebody like it is when you, if you boil it down and I'm not trying to like oversimplify it, but it's, it's the very same like reasons that someone would say, well, I need to be called a woman because there's things (laughs) in reality that you don't want to deal with or that you don't feel are just or whatever. And that self-determination or that self-evaluation feels like I shouldn't have to deal with this. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, one of those is like, I'm just going to retreat from reality altogether. Like video games are just yeah. like, I'm just going to play this game, you know, and I'm going to sort of mm-hmm. do it where, where the other is sort of like shaking their fist in defiance at reality. And really both of those in, in, in a way sort of go back even to what the serpent said to Eve, like you will be as God. You know, and like, like you yeah. will be the master of your own fate. You will be in control of your destiny. And both of these are sort of counterfeit answers. Like, and again, like, mm-hmm. whereas, and I know that's like a weird comparison, whereas I don't think video games are bad all the time. I do think, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, mutilating your body and pumping yourself full of hormones. So like is mm-hmm. not great um there's there's almost nothing redemptive about that and he spent a lot of time talking about wisdom um yeah and cultivating wisdom 
And uh, mm-hmm. frankly, I think the three categories he gave for wisdom, uh, practical, um, what was it? Practical, ethical, or moral, practical wisdom, moral wisdom, and then theological wisdom, um, which mm-hmm. I think he borrowed from someone else. Um, those three categories are those two terms. And I thought even there, um, so much of that really does require us being grounded in it's even there. It's like wisdom, the, the definition though, that he gave for wisdom. And I'm going to, it's not going to be a beat for beat word for word kind of thing, but where he's like, it's, it's mm-hmm. basically looking at reality and sort of approaching reality realistically and sort of mm-hmm. living within reality well. And like, yep. you know, it's that sort of, and I was like, oh, that is like that wisdom is, is a right response to the demands of, of reality on, on an individual. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, um, it was something, he said something along the lines of uh, living along the grain of God's world the way that God has, has created. Yeah. He borrowed that from, with the he borrowed that it. from yeah. Jamie Smith. Okay. Okay. That, that yeah, was, that's Smith's thing. I remember that from, mm-hmm. uh, you are what you love. So there you go. There you go. But, but it's, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you're mm-hmm. living in the grain of God's, God's creation that he designed. Um, right. And, uh, right. Yeah, and so so the question really is, and again, we've said this, but I'm going to state it again, is that we're not trying to say that all of, you know, the internet, therefore the internet and social media is all bad, or therefore video games are all bad. No, we're not. We're not saying that, but we ought to be mindful of yeah. of what these things do to us with prolonged exposure. Okay. Um, I guess I was just going to say, say, it's like going back to the David Foster Wallace sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, the difference between the two fish who's saying like, what is water? And the older fish Mm -hmm. who was like aware of what was going on around them. And I think like part of his book is just like, even there, like part of what he's trying to do with the book is saying like, this is the stuff that it's like, this is how it's working on you as a human being, as an image bearer, as a Christian. And like I, one of the things I did really appreciate was that he didn't advocate for abstention. Yeah, right. He said like, yeah, he was like, he was like, I don't think that's the answer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. good. Because so many times it's like, <laughs> you know, we, we just, there is that, well, this thing is bad. So I'm just going to retreat from it. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to utilize it. And mm-hmm. it's like the point where it's like, even evil parents give their kids good things. You know, kind of, mm-hmm. he, he made that, that point. He said that at one point in time is like, and, and I think like the fact is like, even if there was some like questionable motives at the bottom of like the internet, as we know it now, like the reality is that it can be used for good and righteous purposes that go beyond just like, yeah. well, I'm just going to hang out on my favorite discernment blog or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, yeah. So go ahead. I'm, I keep jumping. Well, in and you off. so no, you're good. You're good. Um, along with that, that idea of living, you know, in the way that, that, that conforms to the way that God has created the world. Um, I think one way to look at, so this is, the question is then how should we interact with these things? 
uh, internet, social media. I'd, I'd say a blanket way of looking at it because I look at myself and I see, oh, yeah, no, I see those negative effect, effects in me, this low-level anxiety, this sense of of my to-do list is never uh, – I, I can never put things away. Like the, it, it just – it seems like the pace of life is just too much sometimes, uh, that sense of overwhelm. Um, and I think it largely comes from not being able to find solitude and take things like trying to force myself to go at a faster pace actually makes it so that I can't slow down. It actually, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's a a liturgical effect. Right. In in the sense that it's because in part of like the, the thing is like, he talks about the, the the repetitious nature of so many of these things. And the mm-hmm. more you sort of do something and the more you do something in a particular way, the more it reinforces that. So one of the things that the internet yeah. reinforces is like the scattered kind of like ping pong mm-hmm. stuff. And the, the like, even with the, the need to, and I, I can't remember if we talked about, like if we talked about it on mic or, you know, prior to the, the show proper, but like, mm-hmm. I think there are benefits to the the sort of the the net like sort of brain pattern that mm-hmm. the internet is sort of encouraging or isn't is is building in people. Whereas, mm-hmm. I also think there's strengths in sort of thinking along a straight line for a long time and deeply, and yeah. which is sort of like the the mental formation that printed the printed word and books gave us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in being able to cultivate a sustained attention in a single thing. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the net-like way of thinking of things, that's finding those connections in things that seem to be more disparate. You know, like mm-hmm. they seem to be very, very different. But you can see connections when you're you're kind of looking at. You know, I think if, the way that you read on the internet is generally skimming. It's generally not thinking deeply. Um, you're, you're generally going at a much faster pace and you're jumping around to other linked articles or linked ideas and, and things like that. You're grabbing points of data. It's just mm-hmm. all you're doing is you're, you're sort of like, yeah, you're skimming, you're grabbing sort of overviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah, the, again, that leaves me scattered after a long time. So, okay. um, Again, back to this idea, are we living in along the same lines of the way that God has created the world at the way the way that he's created us? I think the way that we as Christians ought to engage internet, social media, video games, uh, we have to ask, how does this engagement um, conform to reality or what does it teach me about reality? what can I learn from this to take back into real life? And so I think, I think one, we ought to prioritize um, those interactions that we have online that, that are more like real life than less like real life, if that makes sense. So, so communal, the communal aspects of things I think ought to be prioritized. Well, um, yeah. And also, I th- I would even say, like, when we are in online communities, one, you can't mm-hmm. help but, like, not always, like, sometimes it is just very shallow. But I think right. to push for depth when it is appropriate and, mm-hmm. like, to, to make it more than just, like, 
you know, I'm going to poke fun at our community. And I, I love every, like, sure. I love the people in our community. But, like, it's not just, oh, we all like video games and Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. That's, like, not a bad thing to, like, hang out with, right? And and, hang, mm-hmm. hang, and sort of gather around. But, like, in a way, that can be very superficial. And, frankly, mm-hmm. the call of Christian living requires us to be a little more invested, a little more communicative, a little... It, it requires more from us mm-hmm. you know? yeah 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 no that's 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 good i like that um but yeah i i think even yeah just remembering it sounds like such a pat answer right remember that the people you interact with online are actual people they're not just avatars but when you come at it from the perspective of of the the liturgy of disembodiment right um, it takes yeah. on a different, it, 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 it's more, it's even more important, <laughs> you know, because do you really want to teach yourself that you can speak to someone that way, right? When you, when you shoot off that quick reply, that's that barbed reply at someone, yeah. do you really want to teach yourself in your own heart that that is the way that you speak to another human being, someone else who has the Imam that- day? That your initial reaction, like, you know, it's funny, like kind of dogging myself out a little bit. Like I, some guy, I can't remember what he said, but it was like one of those things where, oh, there was a post I saw where it was um, sort of shots fired uh, at the, the the similarities in monster design between Dragon Quest and, and Pokemon because, you know, Power World's in the, the mail the, or the, in the news mm-hmm. today. And everybody's like, they're ripping off Pokemon. And I'm like, eh, okay. And some guy was like, well, in Dragon Quest, you never capture anything. And I wanted to say, Dragon Quest Four would like to have a word with you, my friend. Um, but I couldn't remember. Is it Dragon Quest Four? No, it's five. It's five. Four is the All right, one so, where you have like a bunch of different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to say Dragon Quest. And granted, you don't capture monsters in five. They they sort of voluntarily join your party. But I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. the whole Pokemon part of your party thing was actually pretty, like, you could they, you play Dragon Quest five, which came mm-hmm. out like a full 10 years earlier than Pokemon. And uh, tell me, tell me there isn't a lot of like, you know, like directly lifting material. Um, sure and even but but it was like it was that initial desire to like be a little antagonistic to take a jab to Mm -hmm. like throw like throw a little bit of a punch so to speak where it's like yeah it's like it and i think you know and we could we could go on but i think like and and i said to you i think one of the the strongest or like the book is very good. It's very strong in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. One of the weakest parts of it though, is that he throughout the book, he doesn't just hold your hand and say, and this is how we need to respond to this. He sort of like right. walks you through just like the ideas and the process and possible responses. And so there's mm-hmm. things like building stillness into our lives and sort of like, yeah, re re like learning how to read deeply and think yeah. Again, sort of like in a straight line down a long path deeply again. Like and I think the, like I said, he doesn't do a great job of like buttoning that up or or really tacking mm-hmm. on additional resources. But I, I thought like a good like what 
what out of this, like for you, mm-hmm. are you sort of like pulling and saying, okay, like I do want to reclaim some of these things. I do want to sort of like disentangle myself from the internet. And I recognize that abstention isn't an, isn't always necessarily the best answer. It's, it's an, mm-hmm. it's an answer, but it may mm-hmm. not be the best one. Um, so what are like some of the things like going for like practices, because it's also not just about like, oh, I'm going to set these boundaries and these timers and I'm only going to visit these sites. It's a, you know, it's like boundaries are good and helpful, but it's not just about that. It's like, it's, it's about establishing better overall because it's part, just like Jamie Smith's book and you are what you love, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's life. Human life is rhythmic. In the sense of mm-hmm. like the 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 drum beats that we sort of like hit or that we dance to most significantly are that like we're shaped by the things we do. We don't just live yeah. in sort of this like intellectual sort of like I just take data in and then I you know it's it's there's a holistic human experience. Yeah. And so what what do you think like after reading this book like what are the some of the things and again this is I think this is going to look different for everybody. Like, and that's why I think people should read this book, frankly. Um, yeah. Because I think there's a lot of provocate, like good provocation in there where he's saying like, hey, w- okay, recognize that this is sort of the water that you're swimming in and that you are actually swimming in this water. That mm-hmm. is not just, don't let it just be reflexive. Um, don't just sort of like rip off the mean tweet or whatever. Um mm-hmm. But like, what are some of the things that you're sort of like walking away and you're saying like, hey, this is like, for me, it's, I'm still in sort of like the, the problem, like the, the sort of evaluation. It's like, I definitely need to be, be building like more stillness in like Mm -hmm. one of the things I've been doing over the last couple of days, um, is just not like, sometimes I will put my earbuds in and it will be podcast for eight hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm like trying to go back to is just like, I don't have something in my ears all the time yeah. or like, I'm not always listening to a book or what, like sometimes I'm, it's just quiet and sometimes I'm praying. Sometimes I'm just like thinking about the work that's in front of me, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes I'm just bored and I'm letting my brain be weird, you know, mm-hmm. which is yeah. super spooky because my brain's super <laughs> weird. Um, but those places, man. Yeah, um, but but for you, what what were some of the, like the like hey, I'm I want to try and like implement some of the things I'm I'm learning and thinking about here. Yeah, the biggest thing for me and this was this is back in December is when I I started on it. In but even looking towards goals in the new year was to set more rhythms of of being able to to kind of reclaim my attention span <laughs> and and yeah. to be able to 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 think deeply, um, on, on, you know, a subject at, at one time in one clip. And so I want, I challenge myself, you know, to, to read an X number of books over the course of the next year, some of which being physical, uh, um, in addition to the, the listening that I do as well. Um, but just to be able to, to build that back up because I do find in myself that, that I, I, you know, yeah, I, I tend to skim. I tend to, you know, be a lot more scatterbrained. And you know what I found in doing that 
is and because there there are other books that I just don't talk about here on the podcast for one reason or another, whether I don't want to just kind of extend it out. But I've actually been doing pretty good. I've been I've been reading a a, a good amount this this month so far. Um, but I was going to say something and I can't remember where I was going with it, except that uh, oh, what I found is that after a while, um, in getting back into the rhythm of reading. I found that picking up my phone and scrolling through social media, it's jarring how quickly it happens. And part of that is just the technology. Like, hey, my phone is fast. And you think that that's an automatic good thing. Um, the problem is it's too fast for me to take in information you know, properly. It's too fast. If, if what I'm doing when I jump on social media is I genuinely care, genuinely, <laughs> I can pronounce that word, if I actually genuinely care about what my friends are doing, like, and I tell myself that's why I'm getting on social media, um, then I ought to actually take the time to read through what they have to say and not just skim through and jump to the next thing that'll give me, you know, a dopamine hit, you know, that's, that's much, that's more, uh, shallow and outrageous, you know, that I can, that I can latch onto, you know, what's the next bit of news or something like that. Just, just scrolling mm. through to find something like that. Um, and it, it was interesting for me to just kind of pick up my phone one day and just start scrolling, uh, as, as a matter of habit and just be like, this doesn't feel right. Like this is too fast for me to actually take in anything because I had just been reading previous to that. Um, so that's that's the primary thing that I've taken away from it. Um, it sounds, it, again, it sounds very um, just boilerplate of like, oh, be more mindful. But it just comes, I, I'm coming at it from a different perspective. So even like the games that I'm playing, I want to play not just as a default or as like oh i'm tired and i don't want to think and so i'm just going to play this video game but actually think through one if it is like a, a long if it's a deeper kind of experience you know which i love i love 60 hour rpgs when they're really good um if it's something like that, then thinking about how, what this is actually saying, you know, about humanity, what can I pull from this? Um, as in what, what truth is this kind of coming at? Okay. There's that. Or if it's not, you know, a deep kind of, kind of game, then recognizing and being mindful that the purpose that I'm playing this is for recreation, not, not just, um, you know, escapism in the negative sense, mm -hmm. not just so I can turn my brain off, but so that I can renew myself and so that I can be ready uh, when I'm done, you know, when it's time to get some work done. But for right now, I can actually relax and spend this time. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it sounds very boilerplate, but well, and that I, I think that's the thing is that the that part of the solutions there's it's not flashy, it's mm -hmm. just yeah, kind of getting into it and doing the work, and yeah. so it's it's yeah, and and it's like even like talking to like the idea, it's like I mean, and sometimes like here, here's the thing, sometimes it's okay to turn your brain off, like. Mm -hmm. But like when that is sort of like the default move where it's like, I'm just going to get in here, have some mindless fun and sort of be like in and out. Like, yeah, you are kind of missing the the point. Um, mm -hmm. 
I don't know about you, dude, but I am fading fast. And yeah. it's, uh, it, it cool. feels like, like the, the reality is like, we could probably talk about this book for hours, mm-hmm. like really like pick it apart. If, if I wasn't so sort of like sleep deprived, <laughs> yeah, we could probably go. <laughs> no, but you're good, man. No, I, I just, I think there's a lot of meat here, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. And I think, again, like even sort of like what I was saying is like the sort of the weakness is that he doesn't kind of like really have like a, a bullet where he just lands on it and sort of says, and, and here's like the big picture thing, because like his big mm-hmm. point is like, hey, you know what Christians need to do in order to like navigate technology and like the Internet and everything else? Well, um, well, they they just they need to be Christians who pursue wisdom and love wisdom Mm -hmm. yeah which is tough and it's not it's not sexy Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like (laughs) like (laughs) it's it's um and so it just it does require us to reevaluate and think about and and our our lives our rhythms and yeah and and all of it so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it because like you know and i think like hopefully for me uh February is going to be a bit of a kickstart to sort of reclaim mm, some of those yeah. things. Um, yeah. But, awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. I, well, I, I, yeah, I appreciate you jumping into the book. Um, you know, I liked well, it. Dude, I appreciate I you I putting it on my radar. Like it's a, it's a fascinating read. Like it, mm-hmm. th- I think there's, there's a way to sort of discount it as like, it's, you are what you love, but for mm-hmm. technology side of things, because yeah, he he hits a lot of the same notes as James Smith. Yes, like, and and he quotes Smith several times. And mm-hmm. I think uh, if if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say Smith is very informative uh, for for um for sure. Yeah, for him. But I I also would say like I think uh, he he's beginning to tackle a a very broad and kind of difficult problem within the church Mm -hmm. because like that that's the thing is like yeah this there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer because it's we all need to exercise wisdom in different ways that's that's right i don't know hopefully i'm making sense because i I feel like i'm i'm fading here pretty quickly but (laughs) um cool so yeah thanks for like i said thanks for putting this on my radar dude i'm I'm definitely um this is going to be a book that i think i sort of wrestle with for uh, a while and that mm-hmm. after my brain is sort of more conditioned to the thinking in a straight line <laughs> deeply mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm i'm looking oh forward God. to coming back and just like reading through the book and really wrestling with the content again and mm-hmm. seeing what else i can sort of extract it it's a uh, i think it's really good so that's awesome that's awesome. Well, once again, if you guys want, uh, if you're interested in checking it out, it's called Digital Liturgies, uh, Rediscovering the Christian, excuse me, Rediscovering Christian Wisdom in an Online Age. And that is by Samuel D. James. Both of us would recommend that you listen yeah. to it. If any of this sounds like something that you're going through, obviously it's not the case with everyone. There's some people who are much more uh, disciplined than, uh, than I, that uh, it might not be that big of a deal. but for me, it was, it was a good little wake up call of, of why, even why I was experiencing some of the things that I was where I never felt like I was getting enough done. Um, yeah. 
part of that self-imposed, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. The, yeah. So anyways, uh, that good discussion before we head out, we do have just a couple more forms that we would like mm-hmm. to, uh, to fill out because this is not our final form. Um, the first of which is just a shout out to, to our community. I would like to this week, shout out to Mr. Alternate. Um, he has a project, a musical project. It's called project mm. hopeless, uh, with a question mark at the end project hopeless. Does that sound more like it was a question? Um, and <laughs> it's, it's just really cool. It's about 20 minutes long, a number of different tracks, um, that he has composed and put together, uh, uh with the, the idea of it being, are you, you know, are you struggling? Basically, are you struggling in life? Because there's one who can help you that's pointing you towards, you know, you're not whole in yourself. Um, and, and this project is to, to point towards Christ. He uses a number of different scriptures throughout it. And, and when you, when I say that, that can even come off kind of cheesy, but I think he does it in a really a tasteful way as well. So anyways, yeah. alternate way to go, dude. That's a super cool project. I'm going to link that in the notes as well. Yeah, that's uh, that, that is pretty cool. Um, I don't know that he's, uh, he's released any music, but I, I did want to offer a bit mm-hmm. of a shout out to Arcone or okay. Arc One. Um, I'm not really yeah. sure. I would say it Arcone, just reading it sort of phonetically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, has has been in the the server for a little bit at this point in time. Um, this really kind of appreciate the the a bit of a the steadier hand, steadier voice um, mm-hmm. within the the server. Even, and I'll tell you what, um, the story of how he met his wife is pretty wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and that the, he even the, shared it with us. It's super cool. Yeah, and that he shared it with us, especially knowing how, how much like I kind of like despise Sonic. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like it, that that was a really cool story. And I was like, oh that I'm just I'm I'm super appreciative of you, Ark. I think like it's I'm I'm glad sort of seeing you in the Discord and seeing you sort of interact and and be a little more present. I think that's pretty cool. So shout mm-hmm. out to you. Yeah. Way to go, man. Way to go. Um, after our shout outs, let's see. We've got some challenges that we'd like mm-hmm. to kind of pick up on. We like to we like to challenge each other in different things. Um, I for me, and I know last time we talked, I didn't I didn't really say anything in particular. It was kind of just continuing on in the pattern that I was I was moving forward in. But uh, maybe this is another shout out. I don't know. In the Discord, we were talking about memorization, scripture memorization. Um, and that's something I need to start incorporating as well. And funny enough, I feel like when we first started incorporating challenges, part of that was scripture memorization. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to, to just challenge ne- by the next time that we, um, that we have an episode here, I'd like to have put in place a regular routine of memorization, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's a, not a bad thing. That's a, I think that's a pretty good challenge. Um, seeing as how I'm going to be taking February off from, from video games, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm really like, I'm kind of coming back to it and it's like, I, I just, 
I need to to journal. Like I need. I think okay. for me, it, it sort of helps build those those that that more linear kind of like again the deep thinking along a straight line for long periods mm. of time. That that stillness. Yeah. That sort of like. Um, and frankly, like yeah, you know, just sort of like co-signing. I don't know that I, I I have an app that I use to uh, help me with memorization. And maybe instead of skipping the notifications, I should actually just use it from time to time. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, one of those things. Is, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, we, we do have, uh, we, we are throwing a bit of a curveball at people. So, you know, <laughs> we've done the, the, well, frankly, it's, it's your little bit there. What is, is your, your quest? quest? Shun. Yes. That's what you're talking about. What is your question? That's the thing. Yes. 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 Wait a (laughs) I was trying to tee you up and I couldn't tell if I just sort of dropped the ball or if you just left me hanging. But um, for a while, what we were doing is the last episode of every month, we would pick a question and then we would, we got to the point where it's instead of us running you guys down, we said like, hey, what we're going to do is say like, we read your question. If you want your five bucks, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't get a lot of follow up, and so it's I don't know um, what's up with that. What we're going to do is, in order to make the stakes like a little higher, is we're going to do a drawing twice a year uh, for mm-hmm. a twenty five dollar gift card to your particular outlet of choice. But the way that's going to work is like every basically like. If you ask a question and we read it for the segment, that gets you an entry into the the drawing. So, mm-hmm. um, and we're not gonna like if if we get like two or three banger questions from like an individual, they've got two or three entries. So we just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, we're revamping the segment because we we do kind of like it. It it is fun. Yeah, uh, it gives us something yeah. to riff on for a minute. And uh, but um. Anyways, so the first question uh, mm-hmm. for the the new the the revamped what is your quest? Shun. Uh the the first question to be sort of to to earn an entry comes from Paul and he wrote in the Discord uh and the the what is your question uh channel within our server but uh he wrote this Everyone talks about remakes of games as though that goes well even half the half the time. But we all know that 2D games are superior. Well, uh, that's that's an opinion, Paul. Um, <laughs> it's not completely without merit, but also, yeah. Anyways, uh, what modern 3D <laughs> games would you remake into 2D SNES games? Mm-hmm. Um, boy, yeah. howdy. Um, do you have an answer for this one? Because I, I, I need I, I need like a minute. I do. And again, this, this kind of comes as a boilerplate, like, oh, well, of course you'd say that kind of a thing, or, or what are you talking about? Okay, so my answer is Bloodborne. However, when, when I say that, you think, oh, they've already made Salt and Sanctuary, you know, they've already made uh, even Hollow Knight, something like that. Like, what are you talking about? It, it's already been done. Yes, it has, but it has not been done in um, an over with an overhead perspective or a perspective like the a link to the past or something mm-hmm. like that. 
that is the version that I'm thinking of is not, not necessarily 2d like side scrolling, but 2d in the sense of, of an overhead. So you're still dodging, you're using different weapons and things like that. Something a little bit like slightly more akin to something like a Hades, um, along those lines. Um, but that's more, I was going to say more weapon-based. I mean, Hades is pretty weapon-based, but one that has you using those those dodge rolls, you know, a lot like you do in, mm-hmm. in Bloodborne and, and parrying and things like that. So that, that would be my answer is, is something. Not that it, I don't think it's fully been done before. There, there are some things that have touched on it, you know, maybe like a hyperlight drifter is kind of along mm. those same lines. Um, but something that, that is very boss based, you know, like Bloodborne is, I think could be super cool with an overhead perspective yeah no that's that is pretty cool um you know it would be kind of fun um and Mm. it's it's kind of like but they one of the more successful sort of series of remakes that has come out um because paul's right a lot of remakes do not end well um Mm -hmm. right but if we could get like a 2d resident evil like four or just like okay. one of the, like the resident evil games like some sort of 2d but like the the problem i'm having is like do you go for top down or mm-hmm. do you go for like a more of a side scroller um yeah yeah i don't know i don't know or maybe you sort of do like a, a screen-based brawler type thing like uh river city ransom resident <laughs> evil ransom <laughs> That would be very interesting, huh? Yeah, that that, opening, actually, that opening scene would be pretty cool, dude. That that actually, when I think about it, would be kind of like, like I, I think Resident Evil and sort of a River River City Ransom sort of like layout would actually be mm-hmm. kind of dope. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel SMRT, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so that's, uh, like I said, that's our first uh, question, uh, sort of moving mm-hmm. into the new system. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good place to sort of like start to land the plane. But uh, Josh, awesome. we we have, well, you sound like you were going to say something, so don't let me cut you yeah, off. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that I thought those were some pretty good answers, but we'd love to hear your answers as well, because I'm sure there's tons of stuff that we didn't think of. Um, here, I mean, whether it's something about the digital liturgies, if you read it and you've got something you want to, uh, you want to reach out about and continue that conversation, or if you have a game that you think would make a really cool 2D demake, um, we'd love to hear it. And there's tons of ways you can get in touch with us, all of our social media and in personal contacts and stuff like that. You can find at our link tree, which is just linktree.com slash the backlog breakdown. Mm, yes. Well, I uh, I don't have anything clever to say, but it is very late. Mm. I am very tired, and I think uh, this has been a very good conversation. Yeah. And now that I have made my brain work harder than it has uh, in a number of days, uh, <laughs> I think I need to this sort of just like land the plane. But uh, I think, sure. uh, Josh, thank you uh, for the great conversation here, friend. Uh, thanks for, again, yeah. putting the book in sort of like on my radar and um i'm glad that we did this uh but that being said 
We've done the things. And until next time, what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. <laughs> <laughs>